0: Hey y'all, it's Crystal.
1: And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. I feel like there was a delay after I said Crystal. I was like, are you there? <laughs> I was there like it's Crystal. A delay for and then me. there was nothing. I feel like there was a really big delay after I said, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. It was like really quiet. And then you were like, true crime shit. <laughs>
0: I think that was just because I was thinking in my head about the delay and didn't realize it was my
1: turn again. <laughs> It was like he- hello, Joyce.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone! This will be fun. <laughs> be amazing. So, okay, go.
1: Okay, we're gonna hear some squeaking. My dog is awake. <laughs> Your dog squeaks. <laughs> no, he, he's literally sitting next to me on the couch. seat. Oh, I heard it.
0: It's a squeaky toy. <laughs> That's got to go.
1: <laughs> Mom can't deal with that right now. <laughs> take it from him he's so cute oh wow let's not <laughs> he, he got a lot of toys for Christmas and a lot of his toys are squeaky toys and I'm kind of regret regretting it <laughs>
0: yeah we don't do squeaky toys at my house because I my mind would no I can't do that
1: <laughs> but he's so cute and he's still a puppy so
0: it's fine also if I did get jack's squeaky toy it would squeak for like 30 seconds and then it would be ripped into shreds because he destroys every single toy
1: he has except for his comb well and see i didn't actually pay for said squeaky toys <laughs> i actually got them from one of my friends um that i work with uh audrey has like a, a really pretty black lab as well mm-hmm. and um she didn't play with these toys or they were played with for like a small short amount of time and then she didn't want yeah. anything to do with them and uh because so they squeaked like, and they were noisy, like, <laughs> yeah she like passed them down to to shadow so and he loves every single one of them <laughs> well that's sweet so. for him should
0: we tell everyone why they're getting their episode late this week
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay so let me just brief you on the and I'm going to put in quotations again, <laughs> air quotes that you can't see um, the technical difficulties. Oh, so right. we have, I, I really hate our internet support, like our internet provider, her internet um, was out for like three days, basically. Oh my God. It's so stupid. So we, um, we, we live in a small town, you know, this, we've talked about it several times, we don't have options for other like internet providers in our right. area. Um, there's like two total in town, and one of them you can only get if you live in one certain part of the town. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. And
1: then the other one you can get throughout the town, but it just sucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to, apparently, there was, like two towers that were um, like the. Oh, we're getting all into the details. Really <laughs> in the room. Well, that's about as far as I was gonna get. Like we had like <laughs> you're like this squirrel came the and chewed through the wire of the yeah.
0: only internet in town, <laughs> and that
1: happened. No, <laughs> it was stupid though because we were like reverting to hotspot just to like do stupid things like watch TV and stuff, and it was really annoying. Right,
0: because you don't have any kind of like cable. You're, like you, you just watch all of the streaming things.
1: Well, yeah, because we're literally gone, right? Working all day, so so a house bye bye.
0: with two <laughs> adults and three kids had no internet or tv for three days so that sounds fun shadow <laughs> oh my goodness is there is there another like non-squeaky toy you could switch it out with
1: well usually it, it's crazy that he's even up he's usually sleeping right now well he's up because mommy's up <laughs> yeah he- He's about to get this taken. Hold that thought. (laughs) Replace it with something fun. (laughs) Okay. So are we ready to get started? We are are ready. We are so ready. So this week is actually a little different. Um, Crystal actually knows who my case is over. I do. But only because I called it like a long time ago. (laughs) Right. And I did my two parter last time, and she was like, Well, I have this
0: big one that I've been wanting to do, and it might be a two parter. So, and she was like, But you already know who it is because we'd already talked about it before.
1: Yeah. So, this case is one of my favorite cases because of how extremely wicked and shockingly evil and vile it is. Oh my God. Aren't you you hysterical? (laughs) 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 Wow. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's literally um, a, a remake of several documentaries out there, um, except this isn't a documentary. This was the movie of Ted Bundy, <laughs> starring Zac Efron. <laughs> starring Zac Efron, who was freakishly very identical to him. <laughs> right,
0: I've never actually even watched that. Um, I saw lots of reviews about. It's actually amazing. Like I've I've seen both ways. People either loved it or hate it. I have oh, seen I like, loved it. I have seen like pictures of him as Ted Bundy in the movie or whatever and yeah he, he was pretty dead on actually he you know
1: legitimately portrayed Ted Bundy to a T in this film it was it was great and his um, girlfriend which we'll get into that um, who is played by uh, uh, Phil Collins daughter what's her name I don't know oh man anyways she was. <laughs> She was the, the girlfriend and she played it to a T. So, I mean, it was a great film. And that's, I mean, my opinion, obviously, but it's right. So. <laughs> Lily Collins. I Googled it. Lily. Thank you, Lily. Um, so, yeah, let's just get started. So Bundy was born in Burlington, Vermont to Eleanor Louise Caldwell. Um, He didn't know his father, His birth certificate is said to assign paternity to a salesman and an Air Force veteran named Lloyd Marshall. But other accounts state that his father on his birth certificate is actually listed as unknown. And Louise, his mother, claimed she had been seduced by an old money war veteran named Jack Worthington. Oh, that's a fancy name. Um, But some family members actually expressed suspicions that um, Bundy might have been fathered by Louise's own violent, abusive father, Samuel Caldwell. That's just Um, terrible. But it's never been confirmed. There's never been proof that he ever did anything like that. Okay. Okay. So uh, he lived a little bit of a a different childhood. And by different, I mean, his grandparents, Samuel and Eleanor, actually raised him for most of his life. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was believed to, so he had what he believed to be an older sister growing up and her name was Louise. Well, you know, that's his mother, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was actually his mother, but his grandparents lived like a super conservative lifestyle and to avoid any like social stigma right they actually got pregnant pretty
0: pretty young didn't she She got
1: yeah so she she was young and she was unwed so they raised them as they raised him as their own to avoid anybody like talking about they didn't want to be the hot gossip of the town yes exactly and louise actually got to live at home and maintain a part in his life even though it was as his sister so it's uh, so joe weird dirt. can you imagine <laughs> joe dirt jokes
0: <laughs> can you oh god can you imagine growing up and then finding out that your sister
1: was your mother i know that's why i was like oh this reads joe dirt all over it yeah, <laughs> she's okay. your sister she's your sister oh geez um so it's crazy too like there's going to be several interviews that he has um throughout this this case which I can't wait till we get to the the trial part um but he which won't be in this part just so you know (laughs) but he told he told a girlfriend that he had dated when he was younger that a cousin showed him a copy of his birth certificate after calling him a bastard but in an interview he stated he actually found the certificate himself yeah I was gonna say why would a cousin have
0: his birth certificate (laughs) like why would he be like oh look at this you bastard i have your birth certificate here like
1: yeah (laughs) and so this this actually in turn is going to be one of the key reasoning for bundy um with his expressed lifelong resentment towards his mother for like never talking to him about his real father Mm -hmm. and for like leaving him to discover the truth about her by himself
0: so that's going to be his what now
1: like it's going to be the reasoning as for that's what he gives us his reason for what he does a lot of what what he ends up doing well that is just quite frankly
0: bullshit which
1: i mean (laughs) lots of
0: people have terrible things happening that that don't it's true people
1: (laughs) it's true so here's here's like a fun fact that i i'm just gonna state about it um a lot of people who know this case know that a lot of the almost all to be exact a lot of the victims um that he took resembled his mother
0: right the long uh Mm -hmm. dark hair parted in the middle
1: and the way that they dressed Mm -hmm. all of that we'll get into that and stuff too but um this is this is why i say that it's one of the key reasonings because all of his resentment that's tied into this woman (laughs) is the biggest cause for what he does. So um, Bundy and Louise eventually moved to Tacoma, Washington. And Louise then met a man named Johnny Culpepper Bundy at a local church function. I'm sorry, Johnny what? (laughs) I know, that's a mouthful. Johnny Culpepper Bundy. Okay. They met him at a church function. Um, Louise was soon married and Johnny adopted him, changing... Ted's surname to Bundy now right so that's how he got the name Ted Bundy um so Bundy um or not Bundy sorry Johnny (laughs) Johnny actually treated Bundy like amazingly especially for a stepfather like you hear all these horrible horrible stories on like step parents and the reasoning for a lot of serial killers or a lot of like convicted murderers or whatever the case may be. But in this case, Johnny was like a saint to him. He included him on camping trips, tons of outdoor activities. And, you know, him and Louise actually had other children and he still included him. Like he didn't, he didn't exclude him for anything. Right. But Bundy still was like super distant. And still resented him. And I don't understand why. Because he was like the epitome of a perfect stepdad. Like yeah. the dad that he never had. So. um It then in turn starts out like many of the escapades of his weirdo behavior. Mm-hmm. So Bundy was isolated from other kids his age. And couldn't seem to like understand the teenage social behavior. But he could fake it right (laughs) so what i mean by fake it is he could put on a good facade for people to make them believe he was normal but he like would still stay super shy and away from people and that's actually a really huge indication of psychopathy (laughs) um I know that sounds really weird but it's because he knows how to turn on like he could look at somebody see how they were acting act like that and normalize it for himself to where he felt like he could turn it off and on like it's it's fucked up is what it really is he so was, he, he was very charming yeah house, yeah, he could walk into a tr- crowd, be super uncomfortable with everybody, not want to talk to anybody, and walk up and act like he knows them and has known them for years. Right. So um, he was really good at, at knowing the crowd, like working the crowd. And a lot of different recollections of his upcoming um, were in interviews. So once he actually described how he would roam his neighborhood picking through trash barrels in search of pictures of naked women. So this starts very specific
0: his- to look through the
1: I know. <laughs> I like- so this actually started his like pornography phase. Now um he will later blame his so-called pornography phase on what he did. <laughs> Just so you know.
0: He's basically blaming everything except for himself on
1: pornography.
0: Well, everything except for himself and what he did. First he was like, Oh, it was because my mom didn't tell me about my dad and she lied to me. Yeah also
1: it was because of the pornography and he literally knows how to play a victim but here's the thing like th- it's this really good looking guy he's really smart he eh. knows how to work with you're, like, you're like really good looking i'm like eh.
0: to each their back own then.
1: <laughs> right well but yeah back then i mean people probably still think he is people, people personally- a lot of people do still think that i I, never, I personally don't have an attraction to it i personally
0: just see kind of a unibrow i do too i do too <laughs> but to each their own you know no
1: <laughs> I mean, he's, not, he's not my type but i mean back then he was a good-looking guy he was people. a good-looking guy
0: he was a charmer
1: he was a charmer he was a womanizer for sure so um but he wasn't a womanizer at that time like he was super awkward but he knew how to act like one so when he spoke to Paulie Nelson um, later on in an interview, he explained how he um, had looked at detective magazines, crime novels, true crime documentaries for stories that involved sexual violence. Okay. And he, and he particularly went for the ones with like illustrations of dead or maimed bodies. That's not Okay. But in a letter later on to a friend, he had stated that he never, ever read fact detective magazines and shuddered at the thought that anybody would. I'm sure that he shuddered at the thought of that. that, Those are literally the words that he stated in (laughs) in the letter. Um, Right. Shuddered at the thought that anybody would, which- again so you're gonna find that ted bundy is one that will constantly contradict what he says so you never know what's true with him Mm -hmm. because he's doing what he does best and that's playing your crowd
0: i don't think Uh, at one point i don't think he even knew what
1: no were true that he he was saying (laughs) by the end of this um by the end of his entire um case and everything that happens Like, he legitimately goes into a psychotic break. Like, he's breaking down. He doesn't even know who he is, basically. (laughs) It's nuts. This guy is fucking crazy. (laughs) But it makes it to why... One of the reasons why I, like, legitimately love this case and, and what happened with this, because the guy just... It's nuts how much he got away with. So... Anyways, he would, um, also consume like a ton of alcohol and then walk around his neighborhood or close by, um, neighborhoods for open windows or drapes with women undressing. No, sir. So basically he was like a peeping Tom. Yeah. Or peeping Ted. (laughs) That's what that is.
0: A a peeping Ted.
1: Peeping Ted. A peeping Ted. Don't be a peeping Ted, guys. Don't be a peeping Ted. That's gross. (laughs) Um... He started to actually find a hobby though. So his hobby was downhill skiing. Um he had a never love uphill.
0: For- that was too harsh.
1: I know, right? <laughs> he had a love for this athletic avocation. And in fact, we'll get to a second, like we'll get to this in a second. Um thievery and shoplifting. Shoplifting. Whoa. Woo! <laughs> Thievery. It took me a
0: second to to recognize the thievery part. I was like, "What word is that?" And then you just made the second one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thievery and, and shoplifting, shoplifting, which is literally the same thing. I don't know why I put. Both of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> Not only was he thieving, he was also shoplifting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not only, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly I only meant to put one and I don't know why I did both and honestly I don't know why I put thievery thievery (laughs) oh jeez so uh, just we'll cut that out okay so Um, he he stole shit got it shoplifting it started okay (laughs) so he actually stated once that he didn't know <clears throat> sorry this is going to be kind of a lengthy thing that he literally states so I didn't know what made things tick I didn't what sorry hold on are you are you dying I laughed I breathed wrong and laughed <laughs> so, okay gotta be
0: careful with that breathing it's
1: tricky <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus help me <laughs> okay I didn't know what made things sick. I didn't know what made people want to be friends. I didn't know what made people attractive to one another. I didn't know what underlay social interactions. He literally could make a person believe anything he actually wanted them to believe. Right. So he's stating all these, I didn't know this, I didn't know that. But he was almost um, watching it everywhere he went. And mimicking it,
0: he was like observing and like
1: yeah, mimicking. Yeah. So he started out with like stealing little small knickknacks here and there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he started yeah. stealing things like skiing equipment. And how, how ski do you steal?
0: Skiing and ticket. Like, I'm just trying to picture somebody lo- with some big ass skis, like trying to just hide them I behind their back. I <laughs> legitimately don't understand
1: how the fuck like, you just like walk out with a brand new pair of skis. Like what? But he did. He did. He he just walked away with them. I guess maybe it was just like equipment. Started, maybe it was just
0: like the goggles and like gloves or something. Well, I don't
1: know. it was I don't just know. yeah. I don't know. It was skiing equipment, and he was stealing like the ski lift tickets. Oh so that he could like be on the ski lift and not have to pay for it yeah um but then he started stealing like larger items and eventually during high school he was arrested at least twice on suspicion of burglary and auto theft i thought you were gonna Here's say burglary and stealing <laughs> <laughs> burglary and thievery <laughs> 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 um <laughs> once he was 18, the details of the incidents were expunged from his record though. Okay. Apparently that was actually um kind of a customary thing in Washington, which it's not now, but back then it it was easy to get your record expunged, <laughs> I guess.
0: So, like, was so, it a thing like just when you turn 18, your juvenile record just goes away? Is that I'm what it guessing,
1: was? I'm, I'm guessing and and the thing is, like, that's so crazy because that's not how it works here for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, eventually he enrolls in college and he started stuttering.
2: Stuttering. <laughs> <Are you> okay. He's <laughs> <okay?
1: now>? stuttering. <laughs> 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 He started stuttering.
0: <laughs> no, this one does when they enroll in college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back. Oh my goodness! He studying, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Reading is hard. <laughs> Reading is real hard. <laughs> so he started studying psychology and Asian studies, okay. which
0: I did
1: i didn't know asian studies was a thing it is he enjoyed like the um different ethnic stuff yeah so like he, learning about the asian all the backgrounds everything of the, every, yeah. yeah that's what it was so he was and he, he was living like a normal college life he had a crappy job at a local grocery store bagging groceries and stocking shelves um he even worked at a suicide hotline on the side I did Yeah. And during this time, he met a well-known writer and became friends with them. He he did. And (laughs) rule. So this was something that actually made me really so much more intrigued with this case. Um, He he befriended her and he never showed her any signs of like psychopathy behavior.
0: He never made
1: her into a victim. He was like truly in-depth friends with her. And she actually eventually wrote a defensive biography of Bundy named The Stranger Beside Me. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't say that I've read like a ton of annual books. I really can't. But I can say that I definitely did read this one. And this is when my super unhealthy obsession (laughs) over (laughs) specific serial killers began because of how in-depth it was. I say unhealthy, but it really isn't like unhealthy. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine this book actually pushed me to read another novel from her though she wrote another one over the green river killer oh. i don't know if you knew that it's called green river running red i have heard of that yeah so, so if you got like if if you haven't read either one of those books they're definitely a must read i enjoyed both of them um so i highly suggest both of those books yeah
0: i remember hearing that him and Anne rule had become like really good friends And she like really trusted him as like a friend and a person. And she talked about how like when he was doing calls on the suicide hotline, like he was just so good at it and so good at like being compassionate and empathetic and and talking these people down all the stuff. And it's just so crazy that he turned out to be. You know well, who he was
1: and then looking at her too she doesn't have the body type or the hair color or any of the characteristics right. of any of his victims so I feel like that's partially what kind of saved her also too. they were but-
0: co-workers and that would have like he would have been more suspicious
1: oh like- yeah he was super smart about it he it, it was nuts though like they would go to like dinner together right like uh, they were actually
0: really friends
1: they were actual friends they would go and hang out they wrote letters back and forth when he ended up like moving um which we'll get into like him moving but they were like legitimate friends so and um let's go back a little though so like in interviews Bundy actually spoke warmly of his grandparents and had even told Ann Rule that he um Identified with his grandfather and respected and clung to his grandfather. But once we get more in depth on Bundy's trial, which will be a, our part too, just so you know, mm-hmm. um, he and other family members told attorneys that Samuel Caldwell was like a huge bully. And a bigot. He hated Blacks and Italians and Catholics and Jews, and he beat his wife and his family and the dog, and he swung oh. neighborhood cats by their tails. Oh my God. <laughs> and he even once apparently threw Louise's younger sister, Julia, down a flight of stairs for oversleeping. I mean, you can't be late for school. No, <laughs> that's terrible. It is terrible. And so it's crazy to know, like, when he was. So he, he was like, I things. really respect
0: this guy. Like, he was, he, like, raised me and he taught me everything. And so he taught you to be this terrible, terrible person?
1: Yeah. So, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I respect him. I clung to him. But then, like, in trial, all these other people are like, he was a fucking psychopath. That's Great. where you learned it. Right. He was a fucking psychopath. Which is where um, the accusations of Bundy being born right. from, like, yeah, like, a lot of that happened during that trial, um, like, during the trial or whatever. And so Bundy described his grandmother a little different, though. Like, his grandmother was timid and obedient. She under... <laughs> he stated that she periodically underwent... Electroconvulsive therapy for depression. That's sad. That's fucked up. She's yeah. literally making like she's turning like, herself into a vegetable. Right. And apparently she feared to leave the house toward the end of her life. Like she didn't even want to leave. Which could easily explain many of his like outrageous early disturbing factors in his life, too. Right. So one time. Um, this was also put out there. One time, Julia, Louise's sister, recalled waking the up from a nap. The one that got
0: flung down the stairs?
1: Yeah, she recalled waking up from a nap to find herself surrounded by knives from the kitchen the and fuck? Bundy standing by the bedside smiling. No, this is when he was a I kid, legit, right? This is when he was a little kid. Legit- yes, I would legit <laughs> drop kick a kid, straight like a motherfucking football. <laughs> like I would punt you like a fucking football. Kick the baby, you know? Yeah, he was like a young <laughs> he was a young kid when this happened. And it's crazy. Like all of these little tangents that we're going to get into, all these little things that um are brought up like during the trial, like things like that. Uh it just shows like that much more as to he was growing up into it. So when he's sitting back like blaming like pornography and things like that, no you're raised by a psychopath raised by a vegetable you're told your your sister or your mother is your sister (laughs) right like I mean you had no chance bruh
0: (laughs) wow I'm just still thinking about little baby Bundy spreading the knives all around
1: all around sleeping all motherfucking uh, around. (laughs) around a sleeping sister aunt (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you'll have that so Bundy dated a few gals while he was in college and gals. after gals gals oh. um I didn't want to say girl I didn't know a few gal. I don't know why I put gals but whatever <laughs> that's fine it's fun he had some gal pals he had some gal pals um, so he dated a few while he was in college, but there was one that stood out and after this horrible breakup, um, he which by the way, this woman that he was dating actually stated the reason she left him was due to lack of ambition and he was immature. <laughs> okay, yeah, so he ends up becoming depressed and actually drops out of school
0: because of all the stuttering so he moved to back- handle it anymore.
1: Got All the stuttering. Okay. <laughs> so he moved back to burlington and then um started to try to find himself so he searched and by by find himself i mean like find himself and what he wanted to do with his career
2: <laughs> not was trying to figure what out what, out what... to
1: say because i was about to say he searched public records <laughs> so he was not looking for himself in public records <laughs> he was like
0: He's... okay and um, yeah, he I was know, trying to so. figure out what he was going to do with his
1: Asian studies yeah.
0: that he learned. So
1: so he searched public records and decided to be more focused on like another another career path, I guess. Okay. So he decided to move back to Washington. So he moved back. And he became a campaign manager for Nelson Rockefeller's campaign for presidency.
0: Okay. Well, that he is a different in- career choice.
1: I know he even enrolled in the university of Washington as a psychology major and became an honor student and his professors and all the students that like were in classes with him actually started adoring him. Like they, he was, he had a great personality now. Mm -hmm. So his personality had like this major shift from shy and interview introverted to cough. Jesus, mother effing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Had a major shift from shy and introverted to confident. <laughs> Literally can't talk. And um, so he was confident and super social and, and extroverted. The- <laughs> extroverted. And all of this came from like helping with this campaign. Okay. He- he even ends up becoming Arthur Fletcher's driver and bodyguard during his campaign for the lieutenant governor of Washington state. He doesn't so look very like bodyguardy. He's not. And so, <laughs> that's a word. I up,
0: yeah,
1: I know. So I looked up stuff and was like, how is he a bodyguard? Right. I don't get that. Sorry, like, but I feel like I could take it. <laughs> I know. I would
0: not feel safe if he was my bodyguard. I was like, you stay behind me. Like, because he's not that big of a man, right?
1: <laughs> you, you stay behind Like, me. I've got this. You just <laughs> <laughs> just take a couple steps back. I, I just don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> was I'm probably real wrong. <laughs> it's, real, it's real windy out today. <laughs>
0: Gosh, because I feel like he doesn't from picture. I don't know his like height and all that stuff, but from pictures, I feel like he wasn't like a large man, right? Yeah,
1: he's like a beanpole. pole.
0: Yeah. Like they're yeah. just gonna snap you in half, son.
1: Yeah, I can totally drop kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in August, uh, Bundy attends the 1968 Republican National Convention in Miami as a delegate for Rockefeller. Okay. And so, by the fall of 1969, he ends up meeting Elizabeth Clofer. I'll never say her name right. <laughs> Of her. it's the girlfriend that is like the main girlfriend what's her name um she it's liz it's the one that he like okay. falls in I love with i was like i
0: swear i thought her name started with an l elizabeth doesn't it is. L. It's,
1: it's elizabeth i'm just gonna call her liz <laughs> we'll know from there yeah so liz was a divorcee from ogden um, Utah, who worked as a secretary at the University of Washington State School of Medicine. Okay, so he meets Liz. You're going to hear a lot about Liz in this case. Um, she's like a key part to this um, whole like fucking thing, <laughs> like this whole thing, this
0: whole fucking thing. Got so, it.
1: this whole fucking thing in mid 1970. Um, Bundy was now focused and goal oriented In 1973, to be exact, he now shows so much more confidence and was working side-by-side on a few different campaigns. So he takes a trip to California on a Republican party business trip in the summer. Okay. And he meets up with his, he meets up with his old college girlfriend that had broke his heart. Okay. Stephanie Brooks. So this is is the one that made him
0: like, like she didn't make him, but like they broke up. He was depressed and dropped out. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. So she was in awe of his transformation. Like he ended up like rekindling their relationship. Okay. Yeah. So he, so he's like dating her. Okay. But he's also still dating Liz. Right. So he's like living this like double life. This is where he starts his double life. So he decides that he wants to start law school and continued um, dating Brooks while he starts law school on top of dating Liz. Okay. She actually would fly and stay with him several times. So, which is so crazy to me knowing that she, she would fly to come and stay with Bundy when Bundy lived in the same area as Liz. So how, she never fucking caught him cheating. So. <laughs> Shocks the fuck out of me. The Stephanie would fly to see Bundy? Yeah. So she would fly and come and see him. When okay. he started law school. Okay. They even discussed marriage at one point. What the hell, and dude? he introduced her. Yes. He introduced her as his fiance. That's okay. That's... But then. But then in 1974, he broke off all contact with her like just snap stop answering her phone calls wouldn't answer any of her letters just ignored everything okay so finally which is at first I was like okay when I heard like long time ago when I started right looking at this case a lot um I was like yeah he probably got caught motherfucker was cheating Okay. liz was probably like if this bitch calls anymore and you answer we done
0: <laughs> so i'm thinking i no, was thinking is either he got caught or him and liz got married
1: no neither. neither of those that's okay Neither. so finally brooks um was able to reach him on the phone about a month later and demanded to know like why he just ended their relationship right like she went what's crazy what's that, She went super crazy X on his ass. Okay. And in a flat, calm voice, his response was, Stephanie, I have no idea what you mean. And then hung up.
0: That's not funny. So uh, now I'm thinking he's basically just trying to like, he got back with her just so that he could build this relationship and then like end it so that she could feel heartbroken like he did.
1: Yes, so that's exactly what she—that's exactly what he did. So she never heard from him again. He actually later states in an interview that he just wanted to prove to himself that he could marry her. Oh my he gosh! He basically planned the entire courtship and rejection in advance as vengeance for this breakup that wow. she had initiated back in he 1968. Was... This motherfucker is so vindictive. He literally dated this bitch for like two years. He was super salty. He got and... her to where super salty like a whole new motherfucking level of salty like legitimately dates her for two years and is like oh yeah this is my fiance like still dating liz on the side not letting her know you know oh this poor woman went through hell yeah (laughs) literally dates this guy um and like he's he's over here like oh this is my fiance here nice to meet you this is stephanie i love her we're gonna get married i just love her and then just like and then he's ghost like her and he's like bitch i don't know you but he's like new phone who did right <laughs> oh my god he invented he's that Ted like, <laughs> Bundy is the inventor of new phone who is yeah <laughs> he straight was like uh i don't know what you're talking about and then wow. hangs up and he's just done that's hilarious so now starts the craziness so Bundy, okay, okay starts now skipping. starts it got it
0: now no, that was crazy now,
1: now starts like now starts the real craziness yeah. like shit's about to get real oh, no. so um bunny starts skipping law school classes well, and then by that. april I know he could have been a lawyer no he decided to I mean he decided to be his own lawyer right (laughs) he did we'll get to that
0: (laughs) he's like he's like fuck it I'm a lawyer
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's definitely not good at it um by April he just like stops going and and young women just start to disappear (laughs) oh that's not
0: suspicious at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's real it's real suspicious (laughs) So um, there isn't like an exact date as to when or where Bundy actually started killing women. Okay. Like I say this because I was like, I'm sure there is, like, eventually- but, <laughs> but no, nobody knows it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is, but I mean, nobody knows when it actually started because, like, it eventually it's reported that he kills like a total of like 30 victims, right? Okay. But it's still actually believed that there's closer to a hundred because there's several that he didn't technically confess to right but when he gets to his confessions like he's like dragging out his confessions Mm-hmm. so it took a long time to get the amount that he got like so there's no telling how still, much
0: how many there actually no were.
1: I and I I can tell you I believe that there was a lot more too yeah so even when he does later confess in like graphic detail to the dozens of later murders, um, he sta- he states that he actually <laughs> made a few, <laughs> he actually made a few attempts that didn't actually succeed. So, wait, wait, meaning. Pardon he me? He <laughs> thought about it. Uh, he tried to like take someone or something or it wasn't the right time. Like there was a lot of things. Okay, so it's not
0: like he tried, isn't he, like, started killing them and then just was like, oh, no, like, I can't finish this.
1: It's not like, it's not like Ed Kemper, where he literally picks up a hitchhiker, thought about it, and then let him go.
0: (laughs) Right, it was like Um, something was stopped, like, he was gonna pick somebody up, but then something stopped him from that.
1: Yes, so he attempted his first kidnapping in 1969 in Ocean City, New Jersey, but he didn't kill anyone, though. And he didn't do it for years after this. Like he just kidnapped somebody to see what he was going to do and then let him go. And then, but here's another thing though. He had supposedly told um, a psychologist that he killed two women in, in Atlantic city in 1969 while visiting family in Philadelphia, but nothing came to that either because he never provided the name or anybody or like that was missing. Or anything, or anything yeah. Like So um, he hinted, but refused to actually elaborate to homicide that he committed a murder in Seattle in 1972 and another murder in 1973 that involved a hitchhiker near Tumwater. And then Ann Rule and homicide detective Robert Keppel both actually think that his killing started as a teenager Now, the reason that we state this is because circumstantial evidence actually suggested that he may have abducted and killed eight-year-old Anne-Marie Burr of Tacoma when he was 14 years old, but of course he denies this and there's no proof. Okay. So that's why it just goes back and forth on when he truly, truly started it. So studying what he was studying in college kind of helped him produce a mastery of skills. Now, remind you, this is an era before like DNA profiling. Right. You know, now you can catch a killer with like (laughs) Ancestry.com.
0: Right. Like when you were talking earlier about how it was never proven that his grandfather was also his father. At first, I was like, "Well, why didn't they just use DNA?" But then I was like, "Oh, because this was like that." They weren't s- doing, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: this like, is before you could you could I was do like that. we're talking so, about
0: Ted May. This was back before all that. Got it.
1: <laughs> but because he was like studying law and all that, he actually mastered to leave minimal incriminating forensic evidence at crime scenes. Like he knew to not leave things behind, right? Which is what led him to continue this psychotic spree for a really long time. <laughs> right, yeah. That'll do it. So, um, here's a crazy thing. So, shortly after midnight on January 4th, 1974, now, that date should ring a bell. That's the same day that he ended his relationship with Stephanie Brooks on the phone. On the phone, when he was like, new phone, who yeah. yeah, new phone, who do's? So, shortly after midnight on the same day day Bundy entered the basement apartment oh hey um trigger warning from now on (laughs) I was was like hey hello (laughs) okay got it (laughs) so Bundy entered the basement apartment of 18 year old Karen Sparks no um Karen was a dancer and a student at the University of Washington bludgeoning Sparks senseless with a metal rod from her bedroom I don't know if the
0: sound was fine for people, but I missed I miss part of what you said. You said she was a student studying dance and then I didn't hear anything else until bludgeoning.
1: Oh, sorry. I was like, oh, She's a student dance. Um oh yeah. So she was a dancer at this and a student at the University of Washington. Um he ends up bludgeoning her, like hitting her okay. senseless with a metal rod from her bed frame. Oh, okay he he then so he just like went in there
0: with no weapon like no plan which is no. terrifying he was just like i'll no. find something in there to beat her he with He
1: decides to break into her basement apartment and that, that's not terrifying
0: at all that's fine
1: he beats her senseless with this metal rod then he sexually assaulted her with the same rod nah. causing extensive internal injuries Yeah, you think yeah um she actually remained unconscious for 10 days after but she ends up surviving, but she had permanent physical and mental disabilities because that's of it. Terrible, yeah. So yeah. I'm just
0: like
1: uh, Oh, that's terrible. Okay. So then a month a month later, on in February, he broke into another basement room of Linda Ann Healy. Like she, she if was he, if you lived she, in a basement room, I need you to move upstairs at this point. Also, I'm going to need you to lock
0: your fucking windows. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Nobody did that. It was
1: the 70s. Like, Jesus. All the doors she,
0: were unlocked.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And clearly they just undressed in front of windows <laughs> because. Because they was just like. Keeping Ted's everywhere. In the watching them. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was a student at the university of Washington. She was an undergraduate actually. Um she broadcasted morning radio weather reports for skiers (laughs) okay she was like it is cold and snowing
0: have fun on those slopes
1: (laughs) yes um he beat her unconscious Hmm. he dressed her in blue jeans a white blouse and boots
0: that's weird okay and then
1: lifted yeah lifted her over his shoulder and carried her away and then she wasn't ever seen again nobody saw him carrying her away from this basement window well it's in the middle of the night he kept doing it at night so the whole first half of 1974 female college students just kept disappearing yeah and basically at rate it was like one per month so like every month there was another victim and they were probably just like oh they either ran away or hitchhiked or they're just gone yeah it well, they started getting like reported because, you know, friends and right and roommates and stuff like that were like, Well, she was here. And they were they always like disappeared from like random places too. So like um March twelfth, Donna Gail Manson time out, just so you know, if you guys hear anything, my husband is cooking. Oh hi. <laughs> hi, husband. <So. laughs> Sorry. So, it's so if late you for go- if you hear any back yeah i know if you hear any background music that's or music music background <laughs> that's, noise <laughs> that's why that's it's the music, music that's the music
0: of the stove and the pots
1: <laughs> The music of the yeah <laughs> the music of the pork wow <laughs> sizzling <laughs> on the pan <laughs> gosh <laughs> anyways um march 12th donna Gail manson a 19 year old student at evergreen state college in olympia mm-hmm. this was actually 60 miles away from seattle and um she was another victim to bundy she left her dorm to attend a, j- a jazz concert on campus but never arrived mm-hmm. a month later april 17th susan elaine rancourt disappeared while on her way to her dorm room after an evening advisors meeting at central washington state college in ellensburg which was 110 miles away from seattle like why y'all having
0: student advisory meetings at night like stop that that's not necessary
1: dude Crazies. like they out at night <laughs> right they out at night and you got
0: these girls just like having to walk to their dorms after they're meeting with you in these crazy late hours that's stupid
1: right okay so um this is where it starts to where um there's a couple witnesses like people keep seeing things so like two female central washington students later come forward to report encounters like one was on the night of rancourt's disappearance and the other was three nights earlier okay and it and they stated that there was a man wearing an arm sling asking for help carrying a load of books to his brown or tan Volkswagen Beetle.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Got that arm sling and that mm-hmm. tan Volkswagen. So, pretending to be injured.
0: With its creepy passenger seat
1: that comes out. <laughs> right. May 6th. Roberta Kathleen Parks left her dorm at Oregon State University in Corvallis, which was 85 miles away from Portland, to have coffee with friends at the Memorial Union, but she never arrived. Okay. And <clears throat> Bun- Bundy just so happened to be visiting Oregon at that time.
0: Oh, what a coinkadink.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So detectives from the King County and Seattle police department started basically freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. So a body went missing every month and they couldn't track anything, even if they tried at the rate with no physical evidence.
0: Right. They're just going missing like freaking everywhere.
1: Every month somebody is gone Mm -hmm. and they're being reported. So their phones are going off the hook and they've got tons of new missing Person's cases um, and they don't even know where to begin because there's literally nothing left behind right so a month later june 1st brenda carol ball who was 22 years old she disappeared after leaving the flame tavern in buren which was near seattle okay or near seattle tacoma like the airport she was actually last seen in the parking lot talking to a brown-haired man with an with his arm in a sling. I wonder who that was. So now so now detectives have a man with an arm in a sling and a Volkswagen that could be multiple colors. <laughs> right and he might Literally have brown hair. Him. And he might have brown hair.
0: Cool cool cool.
1: So same month June 11th, Uniter- University of Washington student Georgian Hawkins vanished while walking down a brightly lit alley between her boyfriend's dorm and her sorority house brightly lit alley oh i don't care how
0: brightly lit the alley is don't go in an alley at night
1: first of all right (laughs) not alone (laughs) so the next morning three seattle homicide detectives and a criminalist combed the entire alleyway on their hands and knees and found nothing oh wow they publicized her disappearance And witnesses came forward reporting seeing a man in the alley on crutches with a leg cast struggling to carry a (laughs) briefcase.
0: He had to switch it up because they were onto his sling.
1: Yeah. One woman actually said that the man asked her to help him carry the case to his car which was a light-colored Volkswagen, but she declined. She was like, you got you got this. It's
0: fine. How about your little ass over to your little car?
1: She's like, I don't talk to strangers. Right?
0: <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, this can't be our guy because our guy had a sling, not a leg.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not even the craziest part. So Bundy actually later tells um, Detective Keppel in a confession that he lured Hawkins to his car before knocking her unconscious with a crowbar. Ow. He then handcuffed her and drove her to Issaquah where he strangled her before spending the entire night with her body.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Prior to her murdi- murder oh my God. murder. my <laughs> Prior to her murder, Hawkins had actually regained consciousness. Oh no. Inside his car and talked to Bundy who recollected that she had informed him she had a Spanish test the next day and she in quotes stated, I thought he had take, or I thought that he had taken her to help tutor her for the Spanish test. That's what Bundy said. He said, it wasn't funny, but it's the odd kind of things people say when they're under those circumstances. What?
0: Also, he, he could have made that entire thing up. She, oh
1: yeah. I could he could have not did. even
0: woke up in the, at all. And he's just trying to think of shit to say.
1: He he actually admits to revisiting Hawkins' corpse three different occasions.
0: Yeah, of, I remember that. I don't like that.
1: Out of sympathy, um, as he states, it was it was sympathy. not it was out of keep, sympathy. It was literally to keep doing her dead. Right, is because
0: he was disgusting and necrophiliac.
1: Yeah, he also went back to the alley the morning after Hawkins' abduction, and like after her murder and actually located and gathered her earrings in one of her shoes where he had left them in the adjoining parking lot and and still left unnoticed in the midst of the major crime scene investigation
0: wait so they were there searching and he like went back while they're searching and and got
1: her earring and what the and shoe okay because it was in the parking lot next to where they were searching yep
0: also, if that was the case, see, I don't believe him, because if that was the case, he had already knocked her out and handcuffed her in the car. Why wouldn't he just grabbed it before he drove off if she was already handcuffed in the car?
1: I mean, I who knows? He he's, could have done that and or he, she could have He's just ate. trying to he's just
0: trying to tell stories to make it sound like he was there while they were searching. Oh, I'm
1: sure. He it was full of them. I yeah. mean he contradicted himself nonstop too. Mm-hmm. He would tell a story and then he'd take it back.
0: Right, right.
1: So um Bundy was working in Olympia as the assistant director of the Seattle Crime Prevention Advisory Commission at the time of his crimes.
0: Right. The crime he, prevention.
1: He literally wrote a pamphlet for women on rape prevention. What? Like what the actual fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also worked at the Department of Emergency Services. So. Mm. This was a state government agency that involved that was involved in the search for the missing women that he abducted and killed. <laughs> That's insane. So, while working here, he met and dated Carol Ann Boone. Now, mind you, he's still with Liz.
0: Right. I was like, I'm pretty sure him and Liz are still a thing, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Carol was a twice divorced mother of two who's actually going to play a super important role in the final phase of his life. And we'll get back to her. Okay. Like, yeah, we'll get back to her. <laughs> She's the crazy one that comes back to visit him in jail. She's- <laughs> um, so reports of six missing women and reports of six missing women, spark and sparks, brutal beating. Appeared in the newspapers, television through Washington and Oregon. So both places. So like he was, he did all these crimes in Washington and then he did all these crimes in Oregon. Right. So now people are like really freaking out. (laughs) Women stated or women stated women started using their heads now. (laughs) I know women started using their heads now and stopped hitchhiking
0: out time. We've so, only been saying it forever.
1: I liter- How many times have we said, first of all, don't run away from home, don't hitchhike, and bite it off? It's right. really not that hard.
0: Those are your three major life rules.
1: Three major life r- rules for women. Come on now. So now pressure on law enforcement was being pushed um, because there's still no physical evidence. Like, nothing left at the crime scenes, etc. You know, they couldn't provide any information, like um publicly because they were afraid it would compromise the investigation and make it seem as though the killer was like getting away with murder so they kept all like uh, he was (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they kept all their non-evidence like a secret and basically were like oh we're on we're on to somebody we've got a good lead and all this
0: they were like how solid is your case and they were like 11
1: yeah exactly right (laughs) They were like, what color is the sky? It's alien. (laughs) What? Like, they don't know. (laughs) So (laughs) now, because like everything is coming back really hard down onto the law enforcement team, they started piecing things together. So they sat down and hashed out a bunch of stuff. Victims were all taken at night, usually near ongoing construction work. Um, It usually happened within a week of midterms or final exams. Well, that's just rude. That's during a stressful time. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, But that's when people are studying late and leaving places late. Yeah. Um, All victims wore slacks or blue jeans. At all noted crime scenes, uh, there was a witness or there, there was usually a witness of a man wearing or stating that a man was wearing a cast or sling and driving a brown or tan Volkswagen. Okay. So this was all that the investigators have accumulated. That's, that's all they had. That was it. That's it. Okay. Yep. So they didn't have like anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> on July 14th, this sighting is one many have actually heard. So, in this is the big sighting was, that Bundy like, is known for.
0: I was like, "Is this the one where it's like this big group? Like, there's this big, yes, outdoor, yes, thing?" So in okay. bro-
1: in broad daylight, I'm gonna let you tell abduction- it. <laughs> let me tell it. <laughs> so in broad daylight, the abduction of two women from a crowded br- beach at Lake Samish. State park in issaquah 20 miles from seattle Mm -hmm. um five female witnesses described an attractive young man wearing a white tennis outfit with his left arm in a sling speaking with a light accent canadian (laughs) or british (laughs) introducing himself as ted
0: oh he uses he used his name okay
1: he used his name he was like he was like, like the btk killer
0: but he was british he, but he, he was, was british he was like hip, hip chilio i'm ted <laughs> I'm ted <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was like i wanted to say phil but ted came out my real name <laughs> I was like i'm ted damn it
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm ted shit <laughs> I also have Tourette's apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: a stutter. up <laughs> So, um, he introduced himself as Ted. He asked their help, ha- like, he asked for their help. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, in unloading a sailboat from his tan or bronze colored Volkswagen. First so, of all, This part I never why understood. Do you, why do you got a First of all, how'd you get a sailboat connected to your motor? There's a freaking slug bug. What? Second this is not, you don't have a sailboat. What kind of motherfucking dumbass believes him? Right. He was,
0: so I think how it really was was like he was not like near I, his car he wasn't he wasn't
1: he He was like hey can you come
0: help me unload this or whatever and then they got there and (laughs) yeah they were like it's a fucking slug bug and there's no boat
1: (laughs) well four of the the five actually refused right one accompanied him as far as his car and saw there wasn't a sailboat and was like i'm piecing the fuck out right this is nope the fuck
0: out of there because
1: common sense yes so then three other wim- witnesses saw him approach Janice Ann Ott, who is 24. She was a probation case worker at the King Candy. King Candy. The King Can- What Cartman. is happening? Jesus Christ. Are you broken? Like <laughs> I've turned into Cartman. <laughs> Usually I turn into Cartman. I know. Like I know. in my day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> At the King County juvenile court. Anyways, same sailboat story. And watched, like, the witnesses watched her leave the beach, mm-hmm. like, with him. And then four hours later, Denise Marie Nasland, a 19 year old who is studying to become a computer programmer. Left a picnic to go to the restroom and then never returned. Mm. Now Bundy told biographers in an interview that um Ott was actually still alive when he returned with Nasland. He forced one to watch as he murdered the other. Like, but then in that? a but then in a separate interview, like on the eve of his execution, yes, he gets executed. Sorry on for execution. The
0: Execution Eve. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, he actually like denies this happened. So again, he's going back to he's contradicting. Going back. Yeah. Him. Were they? Was this one still alive, or was she not alive? Like, you don't know. So he's constantly changing his story because he's a fucking monster, right? <laughs> and like later, I think honestly, I feel like the reason that he's constantly contradicting himself is because he wants his own sympathy that he retracts his statements to make himself feel better right about himself because he's a fucking monster but i don't i don't fucking know anyways so he's constantly contradicting himself um and taking back his statements mm-hmm. well now king king county had a detailed description of their suspect in this car
0: Right, because he tried so to bake like, so oh, many people God. in plain daylight that they were like, Oh, I can tell you what he looks like.
1: Yeah, and he's over here like, Oh, thank God <laughs> we got uh, we got a lead. <laughs> right. We we were like pulling at straws. I didn't know what we were gonna do. Wow. So they posted flyers all throughout the Seattle area with a composite sketch of him. Oh. It was printed in newspapers. It was broadcasted on local television stations. But did it have Liz, a unibrow? It did have a unibrow. Liz <laughs> and Rule, a DES employee, mm-hmm. and uh, the University of Washington psychology professor all recognized the sketch, car, and profile. Okay. So here's here's the crazy kicker, though. So they called it into the local police. But detectives who were receiving like up to 200 tips a day said it was highly unlikely unlikely that a clean cut law student with no criminal record could be the guy. Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing
0: to look into, even though multiple, multiple people have called about him. But, you know, whatevs, it's
1: probably fine. Yeah. And remember, he used to have a record, but it was expunged. Right. Yeah. So it literally looks like he's never gotten in trouble with the law
0: even though we know that he used to thieve and burglarize
1: and, burglarize and-, and shoplift, shoplift. <laughs> all the same thing just different words <laughs> <laughs> pinky out <laughs> yeah um now because i love to hop all over the place mm-hmm. we're gonna go back just like a tiny bit so in august 1974 Bundy got a second acceptance from the University of Utah law um, and he ends up moving to Salt Lake City now Liz still lives in Seattle but he continues to date her so he's going back and forth okay now oh <laughs> something's happening <laughs> my husband is eyeing the dog <laughs> oh my gosh
0: okay so still dating Liz going back and forth
1: so still dating Liz going back and forth like he would call her often um but since they like lived in another city he dated like dozens of other women yeah like
0: he just dated and murdered like dozens of other women got it
1: he was he was a womanizer good looking guy going to school you know working high-end jobs now he was a true Patrick Bateman (laughs) wow if you if you don't know who that is just go watch American Psycho Christian Bale makes one sexy psychopath oh my God. <laughs> but that's he's Patrick Bateman is the character just so you know anyway sorry <laughs> <I got> it. <laughs> um it he like reminds me of this so much though like he's just like this super clean cut right do anything guy but he's a psychopath so now he's taking the first year law curriculum a second time. Right. Know, because because he, he just
0: stopped going before.
1: <laughs> and now he's noticing like that all the other students have like an intellectual capacity that he didn't have. So basically they were like smarter than him and he just couldn't comprehend the classes. So he eventually right. like falls back out. And stops going to law schools. Well. Eventually, he eventually but, just
0: starts just starts stuttering and
1: just sucks, stops. Stops.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So now that he like lives elsewhere, a new string of homicides begin.
0: What?
1: What? So <laughs> September second, he raped and strangled a still unidentified hitchhiker in Idaho. That's sad. He disposed of the remains immediately in the nearby river and returned the next day to photograph and even dismember the corpse. Nice. That's
0: not okay. I know. None of this is okay.
1: (laughs) Exactly a month later, which I'll get to this part in a second too. So exactly a month later, um, he ends up taking 16-year-old Nancy Wilcox in holiday which was a suburb of salt lake city and her remains were buried near Capitol reef national park which were like 200 miles away from holiday so and, he, tra- he traveled a good ways with her but here's the thing he states that's where she is but her remains were never actually found uh, okay so like he put the put him in on a wild goose chase right he was like yeah you'll you'll find her body here and then i bet he just i think he just forgot where he put her that's so sad i know so let's step back a little bit so on september 6th two hunters stumbled across skeletal remains near a service road back in issaquah which was like two miles away from the lake stick like that lake where the two girls were taken Uh and they found an extra femur and several vertebrae as well at the same site so it was later identified to be janice Ott, denise naslin the two victims from the lake Uh and then also georgian hawkins the alley victim so we brought all three of them there yeah so now they're starting to find remains back you know near washington and stuff Right. But he's over here living in uh, Salt Lake City. So, yeah. But it's weird, though, because all the killings, like, stopped in Washington, and now they're starting somewhere else. Never some- yeah. So, on October 18th, Melissa Ann Smith, a 17-year-old daughter of a police chief. <laughs> oh, no. In Midvale, which was another sur- suburb of um, Salt Lake City. She disappeared after leaving a pizza parlor. Well, her nude body was found in a nearby mountainous area nine days later. Oh, no. And postpartum examination actually indicated that she might have actually been alive for up to seven days following her disappearance. Oh, my gosh. And they found her after it had been nine days? Yeah. Okay. So they noticed that her body, after finding her after nine days her body wasn't decomposing right So the state that it should have been at nine days so right yeah they believe she she lived to be or she lived for an additional seven days before he decided to actually kill her so that means she was tortured that's terrible so october 31st so he didn't waste any time (laughs) october 31st laura and aim who was also 17 disappeared 25 miles from salt lake in um lehigh i think is how you say it um after leaving a cafe after midnight well her naked body what cafe was found is open hiker- till
0: midnight sorry <laughs> thank you thank you anyway it, it, it was like they had a halloween special going on
1: maybe. i guess well it wasn't hell yeah Her naked body was found by hikers on Thanksgiving Day. So she was found almost a month later. Oh, man. Both women had been beaten, raped, sodomized, and strangled with nylon stockings. So Bundy actually later described his postpartum or postpartum. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Postmortem. He did not just have a baby. (laughs) Wow. Um anyways, uh Bundy would later describe his postmortem rituals with the corpses of Smith and AIM. Um sure. he shampooed their hair and did their makeup. It's so not okay. Like that's just creepy. And continued to go back to their bodies. Yeah.
2: It's messed up.
1: In the late afternoon of November 8th. Bundy walked up to an 18-year-old telephone operator named Carol Duranche mm-hmm. at Fashion Place Mall in uh, Morary, Mer- I think is how you say it. Sounds right. Yeah. This was, like, less than a mile from the Midvale restaurant where Melissa Smith has been taken. Mm-hmm. Um, he, ad- he identified himself as Officer Rosland. Rosalind. <laughs> From the Mur- from the Moray Police Department.
0: So he decided he wasn't gonna use Ted this time. He, he was wasn't
1: like, gonna use Ted this time. He I told Officer Rosalind. I'm Officer Rosalind. That's gonna be my like new identity. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm Rosalind. <laughs> Anyways, he uh, he told Carol that somebody had attempted to break into her car. So he asked her to come with him to the station to file a complaint. So she got in his car and when Durant pointed out that <laughs> there was uh, no passenger seat. <laughs> no. this, So there was at this time. Right. So when he pointed out that Bundy um, was driving on a road that did not lead to the police station, <laughs> he pulled to the shoulder and attempted to handcuff her. Right. So when they were struggling, he fastened both handcuffs to the same wrist, and Carol, being the badass she was, was able to open the car door and escape. Mm-hmm. Now, you would think that he would have panicked and fled the state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Also, like, this is a learning moment for everybody. If a any kind of police officer or supposedly undercover...
1: That's not tagged. <laughs> well, I was just going to say... <laughs>
0: tries to tell you to come with them ask to see their freaking badge like you're allowed to ask that
1: (laughs) and you're getting in an unmarked car bruh yeah anyways so the lady like legit able to identify every bit of this dude right she was
0: like (laughs) i was in his car i can tell you all about his unibrow like let's get 100%. him. She was 100%. like it was Ted Bundy and they're like no his records clean he's fine. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how it No, like you'd think like he would panic and flee but he didn't. So instead the same exact evening oh, deborah Jean Kent, who was 17 years old and still in high school disappeared after leaving a theater production at the school. Um, she was supposed to be picking up her brother so the school's drama teacher and a student told the police that a stranger had asked like each of them to come out to the parking lot to identify a car another student like later saw the same man pacing in the back of the auditorium and the drama teacher saw him again shortly after the end of the play and like outside the auditorium the investigators like found a key that unlocked the handcuffs that were removed from Carol Duranche's wrist too. So like he dropped the key. Now he's starting to get like super sloppy. Yeah, I say person- at this point, so he had somebody they got away.
0: He's all like I just really need to kill somebody. So he's getting super sloppy. He's just like going to this place where there's all these people that see him, and identify him and like just not even trying to be stealthy like it was
1: before. 100%. So he is getting super sloppy because he's just like fuck it. I, I'm crazy right now like I'm going and he's like, like I am
0: I am crazy
1: <laughs> he is deranged right now like he's not thinking he's right just acting so crazy thing is though in November word spread about the disappearances in towns like around Salt Lake City so Liz who is still with Ted right oh I forgot about Liz she's still with him okay yeah so she's still with Ted so she had previously stated you know like she believed ted may have been the one in seattle but right. detectives they reassured her that it wasn't a feasible notion <laughs> like being all she hot like, and shit, she was like look
0: look at the sketch it looks exactly like him they're like girl you're crazy calm down
1: <laughs> yeah they're like no nah, he too good looking <laughs> he can't do it like it ain't him So she ends up calling the King County police a second time. So, you know, he's not even there. He's in Salt Lake City, but she's calling King County because that's their police, like her police station. Right. And she's like, hey, I'm seeing all this ruckus going on in Salt Lake City.
0: (laughs) There's all the ruckus happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm seeing all this ruckus going on in Salt Lake City. And, like, I really think this is, it's Ted. Like, I think it's my Ted. So now this time, Detective Randy Hergensheimer. <laughs> There's a name there. Hergensheimer. I, I really don't know if that's right, but I'm going to guess that's it. That's, that's, a, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> You're like, from now on, I am Roslyn Hergensheimer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is gonna be, can we? Yes, that's, that's it. It's going to be like McLovin. I'm going to go get a fake ID.
0: You're going to be like, hey, can you get me a fake ID? And I'm like, get out of here, woman. <laughs>
1: like, you're McLovin. You're McGoblin. I'm, I'm a Rosalind Hergensheimer. Hergensheimer. There you go. Anyways, so he was part of the major crimes division. Um, he interviewed her in detail. So, this should have happened the first time, right? Uh, <laughs> like, probably. they inter- interviewed her a long time ago, but they're interviewing her now. Well, now Bundy is noted, like, as a suspicion. So. Like, <laughs> he's, he's suspicious, y'all. <laughs> here is, here's what lies, like, a super crappy notion, though. Like, when, you know, the whole lake, um. Where the two girls were taken.
2: hmm
1: Well, the there beach. was several... Yeah, so there was, like, several witnesses, right? Well... Right. The police brought in who they considered to be, like, the most reliable witness.
2: Okay.
1: Now, <laughs> they brought him in, and they... This witness failed to identify Bundy from a photo lineup. So, again he's scot-free right physical evidence so this this dude is like either the luckiest guy around or he literally lived in an area with a bunch of dumbasses everybody it was it was like the 70s everybody was high like yeah (laughs) it's nuts so it's now december and um because like ted's picture got like pushed away in king county Liz called the Salt Lake city county sheriff's office Mm -hmm. and told them her suspicions on her boyfriend and Bundy's name was added to a list of suspects. But of course there's no credible forensic evidence that links him to the crimes. Right. So they can't like pick him up and they can't hold him and they can't do any of that. So now it's January, 1975. And Bundy returned to Seattle for his final exams um, before he had quit law school. Um, So he's he's returning back to Seattle for final exams and spent a week with Elizabeth, who did not tell him that she had reported was, him to the police three times. I was confused. I thought we were calling her Liz. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Liz, who did not tell him that she reported him to the police three well, yeah. times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Three different times. You no, know, she probably would. She probably wouldn't be alive. <laughs> he was like, um,
0: I have, he's like, what have you been up to? And she was like, not talking to the police.
2: <laughs>
1: That's for that sure. <laughs> no. So like, um, he comes and stays with her. Uh, they seem to be okay. And everything like she even makes plans to visit him in Salt Lake city in August of the same year. And he's like all happy and stuff and they're doing great. Well, now Bundy shifts his criminal activity to a new state. So he moves over to Colorado. Okay. Because of the so skiing. Things, Cause yeah, and things are getting a little fishy over there in Salt Lake City. Right. <laughs> so getting a little fishy. So on January 12th, a 23-year-old registered nurse named Karen Eileen Campbell disappeared while while walking down another well-lit hallway. <laughs> Between, yeah, between the elevator and her room at the Wildwood Inn in Snowmass Village.
0: Okay.
1: Her um, nude body was found a month later next to a dirt road just outside the resort. Mm. She had been killed by blows to her head from a blunt instrument that actually left grooved depressions on her skull. Mm. And her body also had deep cuts from a sharp weapon. So it's like he just got angry and took it out on her. Right. So, um, March 15th, Vail ski instructor, Julie Cunningham, who is 26, disappeared walking from her apartment to a dinner date with a friend. Why all these people walk in? <laughs> no. Well, Bundy ends up telling Colorado investigators that he approached her on crutches and asked her to help carry his ski boots to his car. Why do you Where need she- ski
0: boots right now? You're on crutches. Why does she believe it? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: he should have used the sling like that clear- time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, clearly your ass got hurt, so why you got these? <laughs> wow. Well, anyways... um. He clubbed and handcuffed her, assaulted and strangled her, and dumped her body at his second site. And weeks later, he made the six-hour drive from Salt Lake City to revisit her remains.
0: Gross.
1: Six-hour drive.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So
1: April 6th, Denise Lynn Oliverson who was 25, disappeared near the Utah-Colorado border in Grand Junction while she was riding her bike to her parents' house. Her bike and sandals were found near a railroad bridge. Aww. Yeah. May 6th, Bundy lured a 12-year-old.
0: No, a 12-year-old? No.
1: So, let me get there. Hold that bot. (laughs) So he lured a really stressed out right now. Okay. (laughs) Lynette Don Culver um, from junior high school uh, in Pocatello, Idaho, which was 160 miles from Salt Lake. He drowned her in the bathtub and then sexually assaulted her in his hotel room before disposing of her body in the river. Now, wait before you react. This one, Bundy claims that he was responsible for. But the detectives noted that she was one of several in the area around that age that had disappeared, like, in numerous weeks. So they don't believe that Bundy actually did this murder. Okay. They believe that he's claiming he did this murder.
0: That's terrible. I thought you were going to tell me that he just made this up entirely and this girl was fine and she never got killed (laughs) no
1: but i'm gonna tell you that i personally believe he is responsible for this murder because he like goes in detail about like how he kills her so i really think that he did however there's no like he dumped her body in the in the river there's no confirmation like if it was him and like like she was there for a long time before she was ever found So So her body, you know, it's sitting in water for a real long time. (laughs) Yeah. But again, I personally, I personally think that if he's going to take the accountability for this murder, then he probably did it. Probably. But I don't don't know because 12 years old is a lot younger than he goes for.
0: Right. That's a lot younger. And also i wouldn't put it past him with you know as much as he loves talking and making up stories to have just heard about this and was like oh i can claim that at some
1: point too yeah because he wants to be a fucked up person too like in the end he literally wants to be the best right like he's nuts so mid-may three of bundy's like des co-workers including carol and boone visited him in salt lake city and stayed for a week in his apartment right after he flew back and had spent a week in seattle with liz and in early june they had even discussed getting married the following christmas so like he continues to do this but he kept the relationship a secret so when he would go back to salt lake he, continu- he could continue dating other people. Right. So he just keeps, like, two-timing this poor woman. This poor woman. But he woman. sticks with her. Like, he doesn't, like, leave her. But also, he has-
0: at this point, she's suspicious that he's a
1: freaking murderer. But she stays with him, too. Right. So, anywho, the list continues. Um- <laughs> and I don't
0: know if she stayed with him just because she was like, well, if he is this fucking murderer, if I, like, break it off, is he gonna kill me? You know?
1: So... I don't know if you've ever watched the documentary that she did, but there's actually a documentary out there that, sh- that she did. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've watched it. She goes into detail about um, like all the stuff that she endured or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's got, there's a, there's a documentary out there that's literally called like falling for a killer. <laughs> Right. And it's, and it's her talking about it all. Um, and in part of it, that is part of the reason like that she didn't leave because she didn't know what to expect from him. Right. If it was true for the longest time. She didn't want to believe it was true. And then like, after it all came out and stuff, it was, it was really hard for her. I felt really bad because she like changed her name. Right. Yeah. she you know, had a daughter that wasn't his. Mm-hmm. that he like let into his life and stuff so that was really hard to
0: right i've seen pictures of him with her daughter and it's just like
1: yeah it, it was nuts so um i felt she's poor liz i feel really bad for this woman yeah so june 28th susan curtis vanished from the campus of brigham young university so now, Curtis' murder was actually Bundy's last confection- confession that was recorded, like, moments before he entered the execution chamber. Okay. So sadly, though, the bodies of, like, Wilcox, Kent, Cunningham, Oliverson, Culver, and Curtis were actually never recovered. Hmm. He confessed, but the remains could not be found, nor did he state where they were at. Wow so um he that was part of the thing that really kind of pissed me off about him is he waited and waited to provide all these confessions to people and by the end of it he had more we all know he had to have had more right but he didn't provide any of it because he died like he just waited too long to give it to everybody so
0: he probably just also didn't want to give it all he just no, wanted to have something that he could
1: hold over their heads you know oh i'm sure there's several people several sadistic psychopaths that do have done that so So between august and september of 1975 bundy decided that he wanted to find god of course so he got baptized into the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints um he wasn't an active participant in the services and actually ignored most of the church church restrictions okay and then when all of the um like accusations start later on like he ends up getting excommunicated (laughs) by the church um following like his kidnapping conviction so back in washington state the investigators that like continued to work to find clues on the disappearing women were struggling to analyze the murder spree and why it all of a sudden ended there So they started compiling their own database. So they used the payroll computer at the county, which was this huge computer, but there was only one. So it took hours and hours and hours, and they input a ton of lists that they had compiled classmates, acquaintances of all the victims, all Mm -hmm. Volkswagen owners, um, that had an owner named Tanner Brown, right? Yeah. known sex offenders in the area out of thousands of names 26 turned up on four lists one was ted bundy okay they even manually compiled a list of a hundred of the best suspects that met characteristics witness information and bundy was on that list too he was literally on the top of the pile of suspects when you talk hot word so you're telling me that there was 26
0: Ted's that had a Volkswagen in that area. Yeah, I just 20. I don't I don't know that I've even ever met a Ted in real life. Like it's not that common a oh name. I, I don't feel like. Now that you think about
1: it, I don't think I have either. I'm like, I'm like, the- you said that, and I stopped and was like, oh damn, I don't think I know a Ted either. except for my good old friend ted bundy (laughs) and there was 26 of them that happened to also have a volkswagen (laughs) yeah 26 it it, was and it may not have just had a volkswagen it could have been right had previously or were had some other characteristics or whatever but yeah 26 ted or 26 ted's out there um that met the criteria they were looking for which I guess Ted is short for Theodore so maybe I I don't know okay yeah, I don't maybe know.
0: there's that many Theodores I I've never met a Theodore either though
1: Bro, I don't know <laughs> I was trying
0: to think of the name I was like what is Ted short for like Ted Tedothy like <laughs> Tedothy <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like no My that's next Tim- child <laughs> that is <Tedithy. that's-> <laughs> Timothy <laughs> that is Timothy I was like no it's- and then I was like it's Theodore
1: <laughs> i shall call you tetathy these are the
0: things that happen in my brain
1: good god so <laughs> yeah <laughs> august 16th 1975 bundy was arrested by utah highway patrol officer bob hayward okay so he noticed bundy cruising a re- residential area in the pre-dawn hours he actually fled the area at high speed after seeing the patrol car which <laughs> Obviously, the officer's like, oh, that is- oh, oh <laughs> no, you don't. That is not <laughs> suspicious at all. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. So the officer obviously searched his car. Right. And noticed that the Volkswagen's front passenger seat had been removed and placed on the rear seats. So let me note the reason that Ted Bundy did this. He did this because, as you remember... Previously, the woman that um, was handcuffed on the same wrist and escaped his car, he went into, like, he didn't go into a crazy, like, fit or anything. He literally stopped and thought, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Right. So he removed his passenger seat, to which they can't escape the car And he also removed the inner, I don't know, it's not noted in here, but he removed the inner handle Mm -hmm. on the inside so they could not open the car from the inside. Right.
0: And then he would just like put the passenger seat back when he was just like driving around doing daily day-to-day stuff or whatever.
1: Yes. So that's why it was still, it was just sitting in the back seat. So he disconnected it when he was going to take somebody because some of the times, like, as you know, he... Um, cut his victims I was like I don't know I don't know <laughs> I was trying to think of the best way to say it like to get rid of a body <laughs> he um would yeah do things like that and so like he needed room right he has a Volkswagen Beetle there's not a lot of room in those things right trust me I'm not gonna lie it's still to this day one of my dream cars but I could never have one because I have children Um, <laughs> but that's Literally one of the reasons that like he took it out. So why didn't he officer, just why didn't he
0: why didn't he throw it back in the front seat when he got pulled over?
1: He he was Russian, man. He was oh, but, okay. but that but it's not this isn't even the good part, man. No. So so he gets a, the the cop sees that it's removed and placed on the rear seats. He also found a ski mask. A second mask made from pantyhose, a crowbar, okay. yeah. trash bags, handcuffs, an ice pick, a coil yeah. of rope, a flashlight, and torn strips of sheeting. You know, it's all normal stuff that people carry around in their vehicles. Oh, I'll tell you what. Bundy explained that the ski mask was for skiing. <laughs> he found the handcuffs in the dumpster. <laughs> And just stick them
0: with him because he's disgusting.
1: And the rest were just common household items. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I sure definitely carry an ice pick everywhere I go. Right. And yeah. random pantyhose and stri- masks.
0: Strips of, <laughs> strips of sheet. Is that what you said? Like, yeah.
1: So. Normal. Normal. <laughs> Detective Jerry Thompson remembered a similar suspect in a car description from the 1974 derange kidnapping the one that got away okay he also matched bundy's name from liz's december call in 1974 so they did a search at his apartment and they found a guide to colorado ski results with a check mark by wildwood inn and a brochure that advertised the high school play where deborah kent had disappeared wow but they did not have sufficient evidence to detail Bundy. So he was released. They had all of the evidence. No. <laughs> and why did I say detail? I don't know. Detain. Don't know. I've, I've learned to just like go past these words that you randomly say. <laughs> I know. Any, anyways, they didn't have evidence to detain Bundy. So he was released. Bundy actually later said that the searchers missed a hidden collection of Polaroid photographs of his victims. Oh, good. Which he ends up destroying after he was released from jail. Right. So, now that I've, like, completely pissed you off, mm-hmm. we're going to finish the rest in part two. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we'll go into more in-depth on um, his trial and, like... And, like, how they actually catch him. <laughs> and how they actually catch him. So, Yeah that is this week's part one of ted bundy
0: (laughs) okay and luckily for you guys since her internet was out for so long um you'll get part two and you won't have to wait a full week for part two because (laughs) (laughs)
1: part two coming at (laughs) you if you just listen a couple if you just wait for another 30 minutes part two will be up no I'm just kidding do not say that it's not happening in 30 minutes it's, it's, I'm joking it's like midnight so it's right. not it's like a few a few days y'all will have it I totally still have to go to work so and
0: by then Samantha will have learned how to like read and say words
1: oh my god no <laughs> I won't Don't put that on me either <laughs>
0: i can't say anything i can't i can't say words i kept saying i will
1: say that a lot of this is like typo errors too you just I'm read even- the
0: typos that you put in
1: there <laughs> I literally on some of them i did like the last one where i was like why did i read detail it's <laughs> like,
0: that doesn't make any fucking sense
1: <laughs> i literally like was reading it, i was like that's not right i'm pretty what? sure
0: okay. i'm pretty sure at one point instead of saying ski resort you said ski result and i was just like okay result it is
1: (laughs) I thought I said said resort yeah you might have but I'm
0: I I don't know I'm gonna
1: tell you right now that it's also almost midnight it eyes they're already heavy and I'm like struggling to read my notes which granted I will tell you they're usually not this bad like (laughs) grammatical errors but this one I feel like my typing just got out of control (laughs) it's just it just went crazy it just went crazy. And so I just started reading some of my grammatical answers. Oh, jeez. Don't judge me. I've had a lot. I am week. not <laughs> judging you.
0: I I can't say words either. There was plenty words that I could not say
1: during the West Memphis Three for sure. I know. I've had such a long week, man. <laughs> such a long week. She
0: just got her internet back. She's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. But I'm like, I'm so tired. Like. I'm I've been so tired all week. I don't know about you guys. I think maybe Christmas just like I was gonna say it's been, it was an overwhelming week last week. So it was it was overwhelming. And then my oldest son's birthday is like next week, so that's coming too. Great. Yeah. Good, good, times, <laughs> good times, good times. Well, on that
0: night, on that night, on that note, yeah. <laughs> why don't we call it a night? I was just skipping to the end of that sentence. Um and Go to sleep, go to sleep because it's midnight <laughs> go to
1: sleep go to sleep <laughs> that's not the words it's be yourself I know but I, I, I'm changing them to my own it's <laughs> be yourself you're like
0: I can do whatever I want to <laughs> be
1: yourself <laughs> sweet baby Jesus all right let's make it awkward uh, subscribe do all that stuff you know like follow <laughs> email <laughs> do it all <laughs> okay i'm so tired <laughs> i'm going to bed <laughs> <laughs> okay bye,
2: bye. <laughs>